Hey friends, welcome to Naked in Truth, the podcast that's designed to open up your mind, to help you break down walls and barriers in your life that you might not even know exist yet. But don't worry, every wall that we break down together on this podcast allows you the opportunity to level up and create your impact. With that being said, I think it's time for us to get honest, vulnerable, and naked in truth. your host, Sari D, and we are back this week with another fitness podcast, and this one is really special, guys. If you've been following me on Instagram, you know that this is something that I'm super passionate about. In order for us to move forward, to get us all healthy, we need to understand what health means, and I really want to be discussing, is the fitness industry healthy, or is it kind of fucked up? And I also want to go over how to choose the right coach for you if that's something that you're interested in, in order to help you progress your goals. So the biggest thing that I want us to start out with is the definition of health. So I want us to remember that the definition of health is not chicken, broccoli, rice. The definition of health is not abs, okay? The definition of health does not mean that you go to the gym every single day. The definition of health doesn't mean that you run your body to the ground as hard as you possibly can every single day, okay? We need to really understand that health is going to be something that is specific to each and every one of us when it comes to the actual definition, but we can all agree on what health is not, and that is what I'm going to be speaking on today, guys. So one of the biggest things that I want you guys to remember in all of this is that your journey is so unique to you, okay? I know that it's overrated. I know so many people tell you this all the time, but what does that actually mean? That means that if you do not actually take the time to appreciate your journey, put everything you can into your journey, and not compare your journey to anything else, it is going to be very hard to feel like your life is fulfilled. There is going to be a time where you wake up in your life and you look back and you are regretful for all of the opportunities that you did not take. You are regretful for how many sad days you had than happy days because you know that you created that. You are going to be looking back and really wondering why did you not believe in you? And the worst part is, is that if you don't ever look after this, you're going to constantly be living in this, uh, this victim mentality where it's that everybody else has their life easier. Everybody else has it made. And that is not something that you want to live your life by. Because like I said, guys, it's so important to make sure that we are fulfilling our destiny, feeling like we have purpose and passion in our lives. Now, I'm not saying this that you have to be this kind of person for fitness. But what I am saying is that you have to be that kind of person in your life. And where does this integrate with fitness is the fact of so many of us are comparing ourselves to trainers, to athletes, to, you know, these fitness models, to just fit people on Instagram, period, and really feeling like our journey isn't valid. Our journey isn't worth it simply because we feel like they're doing better than what we are. A lot of the time, this is when we start having a really unhealthy relationship with fitness simply because we think that it means that you need to have chicken, broccoli, and rice every meal of every day in order to be fit. It means that you aren't healthy if you don't have abs, you know, and these are all of these wrong things and untrue things that we keep telling ourselves 
And it ends up fucking up our journey so hard that we never end up getting to where we're supposed to be. And we end up losing our trust in health and fitness. We end up losing our faith in ourselves. We think that there's something wrong with us when there absolutely isn't. Now, there's a caveat on this. And It's the trainer side of things because I am so disappointed with seeing so many personal trainers portray the lifestyle that it has to be broccoli, rice, and chicken, or portraying that you need to grind out in the gym seven days a week in order to be fit. And, you know, a lot of these trainers are creating these rigid plans for people that are making them feel like that's the only thing that they can eat in order to feel quote unquote healthy, or they feel like they need to move their body that many times or that hard, or they need to be sweating buckets in order to not feel guilty that they've done enough, right? Like it really is such a toxic place to be. And so what I want today is to go over four sections of the fitness industry that I think are integral to your journey. I think are very much overlooked in the sense of how we're looking at them. And I want them to be clear in what the definition of health really means with each one. Okay. So obviously the first one that we're going to start off with here is the biggest one that people struggle with all the time. And that is nutrition. So when we're thinking about nutrition, it's, it's understandable why so many people struggle with it, right? We need food to survive. We can get addicted to food. Um, and unlike any other addiction, we need this addiction, okay? And then on top of it all, we have like one side where it's like, just follow the Canadian food guide or whatever in order to figure out your nutrition. And everybody's like, nah. Or it's like, go see a trainer, you're going to have a meal plan. And if you go outside of this meal plan, well, you're obviously not going to achieve your goals and um, you're obviously not healthy. And these are, these are the things that we're literally putting into our mind. And what I want you guys to remember when it comes to nutrition is that there needs to be flexibility in your nutrition. There needs to be the ability for you to handle occasions outside of the house, family events, holidays, work events, dinners with the girls or the guys, okay? Beers out with the friends. Whatever it is that you like to do, you need to be able to integrate that into your life, whether you're with a trainer, whether you're following a fitness plan, or you're just trying to look after your day-to-day health and just trying to make little changes along the way. No matter how dedicated you are, you need to make sure that you allow that flexibility into your life. You need to you need to know how to be able to handle those situations because the thing is guys is that we get so excited about you know going and starting our health and fitness journey and we get this end goal in our head and we're like okay we are going to do everything that we can to get to this goal but we forget that life is happening in the background and then all of a sudden when something comes up and we're not able to do you know our four sessions in the gym then all of a sudden we feel like we're falling apart we're a failure you know we we don't have the groceries that we need for the meal plan and now we just feel like we we don't know how to feed ourselves and i want us to really understand that knowledge is power okay Yes, you're, if you're with a coach, they should be looking after everything with your nutrition. But at the same time, too, they should be empowering you through the decisions that you're making to make sure that you both are coming up with the best plan for what fits your life. And if I can be honest with you guys, you know, we look at things like cookies, that they're such a bad thing. But the truth is, the only reason why the cookies are a problem is because we're eating a whole fucking box of them, okay, in one sitting. That's just the realistic side of it. And we've built up all of these 
untrue beliefs in our head, but we just keep drilling them into it, into ourselves, because we almost love the anxiety of, of feeling like what we're doing is wrong, right? And it's like, we love that, that ability to be able to beat up on ourselves instead of just recognizing, hey, this wasn't a decision that served me. How can I do this better next time, right? It doesn't mean that because you ate a cookie that you need to go to the broccoli, chicken, rice, um, nutrition plan for the rest of your life. Like that is, that's not how this works, but we need to understand that food has different value to it. You get more bang for your buck out of some of it, but everything has a place and that there are ways for you to fit absolutely everything that you want into your nutrition outlook and still achieve your goals. And that's one thing that I'm really priding myself on as a bodybuilder is the flexibility in my nutrition. So not only am I a personal trainer, and I obviously take this approach with my clients about making sure that they are having the most amount of food and the most flexibility in their food to create the best relationship. But I also take this approach with myself as a bodybuilder and with my bodybuilding clients. And the thing is, guys, is that especially in the bodybuilding industry, you are seeing so many scary things go down. Like you are getting people eating food on like on repeat so hard that they are now becoming intolerant to the, that food or food group. Um, you know, you're seeing things such as people going into bodybuilding shows and coming out with a worse relationship with food. They're feeling like they're scared to eat certain things. You know, a lot of the time when you're in prep, you're going to see different competitors and they're, they're posting photos of all of these foods that they feel like they can't eat, just like tempting themselves, building up this huge like psyche about it. And it continues on to the point where competitors are literally stockpiling different foods for them to be able to eat after the show. Now, don't get me wrong, this approach might work for a very few of us, but it's not going to work for majority of us. And the biggest thing that I want us to remember is that you need to understand what food is and where it goes in your life before you choose to beat yourself up about it. Okay. Cause that's the biggest thing is that we keep feeling like we have enough knowledge to beat the shit out of ourselves <clears throat> to, sorry, to beat the shit out of ourselves for it. But at the same point too, we don't have enough knowledge, which is why we keep making these mistakes and feeling so confused. Right. So we need to be wise on what we're actually doing. And if this um, reprimanding of ourselves is actually getting us anywhere or is it getting us into a worse position? So I want to go back to the bodybuilding side of things and the discussion about competitors stockpiling food and different things like that. And, you know, we, we use terminology such as cheat meals. And if you're with Team Authentically Fit, there's absolutely no fucking cheat meal anywhere near or around you. It's a freedom meal. You have the freedom to make the choice on what you want to eat for that meal and you're free to have it within your plan, okay? This is not cheating. This is not meaning that you are doing something wrong because if you're provided a cheat meal, then you're provided it, which means you're not cheating, okay? So like that's where I want you guys to really get that understanding is that the fitness industry has really created such toxic mindset towards so many different things. And, you know, whether it means that they're having tons of, you know, cookies and cakes and whatever at the back of bodybuilding shows, knowing that these these competitors are creating this really weird relationship with food throughout their entire prep. They are posting about, you know, overflowing chocolate, peanut butter, banana, s'more cakes. Um, and they are also feeling like they can't eat anything 
that's not within their plan until after the show. So I want to talk to you guys a little bit more about my approach and how I look after my nutrition. So for me, myself, there is a bit of a list that I stay within. Okay. I am only going to be eating foods that I know agree with my body. So that means that I might be eating toast and honey, but that toast might be rye instead of a French loaf, right? Um, You know, I might be eating a piece of chocolate, but it might be a specific type of chocolate bar because like Reese's makes me break out and gives me a really bad stomach ache, you know? So it's like, there's literally strategy to everything that I'm doing, but I'm ensuring that I'm having the right portion size to fit my daily goals, knowing that the food is still going to be there the next day. I got uh, my pupper in here and he's having bad dreams right now. So if you hear crying in the background, it's Sonny having bad dreams. It's okay, Sonny. (laughs) So I think that we need to really understand that it's not about necessarily what we're eating as much of how much it is that we're eating. And we're being really unrealistic with ourselves about how much we truly are eating of things. And, you know, if you are not the kind of person to weigh your food, that's okay. But there is a part of me that will always encourage people to weigh certain things. So like, for example, do you need to sit down with the whole fucking bag of chips? No, you don't. What you can do is go and get yourself a portion size of those chips Be present while you eat them and you will feel that portion size instead of watching TV while you're eating the whole bag and all of a sudden the show's over and you're like, shit, so is this bag of chips. (laughs) So, you know, those are the kinds of things that we do that we're just in mindless states instead of simply thinking ahead. Now, here's a really good strategy for you. You go to go eat those chips. You got your portion size. Great. You ate them. But now you feel like you need to go and eat more and more and more. Well, now you can maybe see that this isn't necessarily the greatest food to have in the uh, pantry for you. So like chips in and of themselves are typically a food that a lot of people can't put down once they start eating them. So my suggestions when it comes to something like that is be aware. Is this something that you're over consuming? Can you just be reasonable and eat a portion size? If not, then maybe you should just ensure that there is one serving size in the house at a time, aka you only have one of the smaller bags and you pick up a new one after each one. You could also go out to buy a smaller portion of the bag of chips, okay, to go and enjoy it. The other thing is just simply not having it in the house and switching it for a different snack. We can still find something salty and crunchy, I can promise you. So the biggest thing is though, is that if you're not going to take the time to assess this, if you're not going to take the time to ask yourself these questions, you're going to keep falling into, falling into the same fucking rabbit hole time and time again, feeling regretful after you ate. And that is not something that you deserve. So it doesn't mean that the chips need to be gone indefinitely. It doesn't mean that you need to eat just chicken, broccoli, and rice. It means that you need to take the time to look at your week. Is there going to be time to feed yourself? When you go to go feed yourself, portion out your sizes. If you can't handle those portion sizes, really assess, are these foods worth it to you? How do they make you feel mentally and physically, okay? There's so many different sides to this. So I really want you to understand that nutrition is so specific to you, but that healthy does not mean that you are only eating what is called quote unquote whole foods. Um, It means, in my opinion, nutrition, 
having a healthy relationship with nutrition really means that you are able to feel empowered when you eat. You know what makes your body feel good and what doesn't. You feel balanced in what you're eating. You feel freedom in the sense of you can go out and know how to feed yourself and wake up the next day and still feel good about yourself. You know, things that aren't health when it comes to nutrition is binging and restricting, okay? Is obsessing about food, thinking about it so much that it can't get off your mind. Um, You know, payback. So whether you feel like you ate too much and then now maybe you're going to go and exercise it off or maybe you're going to restrict yourself and now not eat as much during the day. Um, You know, people, what is not healthy is knowing that you're going for a big meal or a holiday meal in the evening and not eating all day until that meal because you're like, it's going to be so many calories. I'll just eat this one meal. No, that is not going to help your body function. It's important for nutrient distribution. Not that we need to get super obsessed about it, but that's what I am here for, guys, is to teach you how to do this without the obsession, to teach you how to have a chill-ass relationship with food, feel fucking good about yourself, love the shit that you eat, and not feel like you're tearing yourself apart every two seconds. So with that being said, I want to lead into our next topic, which is going to be exercise. So obviously, exercise is very important when it comes to being healthy. Moving your body is important. But I want to remind you guys that there's not one specific style that is best, except for there is one exercise that is the absolute best for absolutely every single person in this entire world. It's going to help with longevity. It's going to keep you feeling 100. And it'll also help with weight loss. That number one exercise is walking. Okay, that is the only thing that I will recommend to absolutely everybody that will benefit absolutely everybody. And if you feel like exercise is not on your to do list, if you can simply get those buns up and start walking, okay, it doesn't have to be a long walk, it can be starting with a 10 minute walk, work your way up to 17 minutes. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be big climbs, but you do need to make sure that you move that body because sitting is the new smoking. And I can promise you that the longer that you sit, the harder everything else is going to be. Okay. So just, this is your encouragement to start walking. If you feel like you don't have another activity that you want to lean on. Now, when it comes to anybody else who is feeling like they've found their activity, there's nothing wrong with your activity. Okay. You don't need to be doing more. If you like biking, if you like golfing, if you like, Um, you know, going to the gym and lifting weights. Maybe you're a power lifter. Maybe you're a bodybuilder. Maybe you simply just like to go and lift weights on your own as, as lifestyle, right? There is so many different options out there for you to move your body. And there is not one that is better than another except for walking. Um, so I want you guys to really just choose what is going to allow you to feel like you can get out there and do it consistently. Okay. What is something that you feel like you can challenge yourself without feeling like you need to be obsessed? Because there is a really fine line between passion and obsession. And you need to be really smart when you're getting involved with something that you're not crossing over into that obsession side of things. And so making sure that you are choosing this activity because you love to do it and because you love to move your body is a really good choice. Not because you feel like you have to, not because this is going to be the hardest workout on your body, not because you feel like you need to move your body or not because you feel like you need to sweat in order to get a good 
workout in, like these are all the things that we feed ourselves when it comes to exercise that again, aren't true and don't serve us. Like I see so many people saying, I need to be sweating so badly in order for me to see that I've got a good workout. Truth is guys, um, when it comes to sweating, your body is trying to control your overall temperature. It's having a hard time controlling your internal temperature, which is why it's sweating externally. So what we need to understand is that sweating can very much mean that you're out of shape. You know, sweating does not mean that you're in shape and getting a great workout. So we really need to refrain from these signs of like assuming that we had a good workout that way, or, you know, people get obsessed with like, it needs to be a two and a half hour workout, or it wasn't a good workout, or it needs to be X amount of miles or else it wasn't a good workout. But what I want to remind you guys is that there's so many other stressors that we're going through day to day that every day is not going to be the same. It is fucking normal. And you should be having days that are stronger and that are weaker and some that are kind of in the middle. But it is not going to be a one-up every single day. And if you are going to achieve that, you are going to be running yourself to burnout. You are going to be running yourself to disappointment. And I can promise that you're never going to feel fulfilled. So we need to make sure that exercise is something that we're doing because we care about our body, not because we need to um, do it as punishment. Okay. So I want you guys to make sure that when you're choosing something, have these things in the back of your head um, and make sure that you're not doing it because your favorite influencer is, and you think that that's the best for your body. Okay. So then that's going to lead me into our next point, which is body image. Now, a lot of coaches don't talk about body image in their programs. And what I find so interesting is that body image is the whole reason why people typically go to a coach, right? Sometimes it's sports specific. Sometimes they're just looking after their nutrition, but a lot of the time it's physique based. And a lot of the time they want to make sure that their body looks the best. So if you, if the coach isn't tapping in on their mindset, oh my goodness, like so much playing ground that is left wide open um, for the coach and the client to be able to close off together to really bring together big results. Because when we aren't understanding the true definition of health, when we are not seeing ourselves through the right eyes and like how how we actually look, um, things can get to a really scary spot. And I think that a lot of people assume that people who look healthy must also have a healthy mind. But I know that I touched on this on another podcast. And I think that if we could really hear how some of our idols talk to themselves in the morning, in the mirror, in tough situations, you know, while they're getting dressed, while they're putting on a swimsuit, I don't think that we would be as wowed as we currently are thinking that they have everything. And I think that it's really important to understand that, you know, no matter what you look like on the outside, um, your shit has to be good on the inside or you're never going to see it. Okay. And when you're in, like when your mindset isn't working properly for you, it is so hard for you to not become obsessed with your physique, to not become clouded when it comes to your body image, to not start using exercise as punishment, to not start, you know, getting really bad habits with nutrition and creating this really restrictive mindset. So we really need to make sure that body image is covered because, when you look at yourself, there is no eyes that are more important 
at the end of the day, because you are the one that's going to always push yourself into another day. You're going to be the one pushing yourself to your next goal. You are the one that's looking after the loved ones in your life, which is why you need to be the one who can see yourself for who you are and to make sure that you are speaking positively to yourself. In bodybuilding, a lot of us are going into it for the physical side of things, right? We want to look pretty. We think it people look great at, when they look jacked and it's inspirational and yada, yada, which is, it's great. It's awesome. Except for the fact that so many people lose their confidence. So many people get the prep goggles and see with distorted eyes and cannot possibly see their body for where, for where it actually is. They are fearing that they're constantly fat. And you know, when it comes to something like prep, It's happening so quick and changes are happening so quick that people start getting addicted to it. It's it's hard because you you start seeing your body in a spot where you've never seen it before and it's good, but but it's still not good enough, right? And it's that chase, that chase, that chase. And it's it's the same thing when we're trying to chase that number on the scale, thinking that that 120 on the scale is what's going to make us happy. And that as soon as we hit that 120, everything's going to be good. But when that body image and that mindset isn't correlating properly together. Once we hit that 120, it's now going to be a 114 that we need and so on and so forth to a point where we're really recognizing that any physical changes aren't bringing together this happiness, but it just keeps building up this anxiety and this obsession because it allows us to be in control. Okay. So now I want to lead into our last and final point, which is mindset. Now, if you are on Team Authentically Fit, you know. I know you know, okay? So for example, I'm running a transformation challenge with my team right now for the month of July. And I made it very clear to the team that this transformation challenge is not based on physique changes alone. This transformation challenge is based on habitual changes, being able to be a team player, being able to be self-aware. So that means that you are celebrating the wins. That means that you are able to view where you're making changes on the daily. It means that you're showing up for check-in every week, okay? It is making sure that you are trying your best with your nutrition, right? You're, You're going at your exercise the best that you can. And then of course, obviously a physical transformation will be included in there as well, but that's not the main basis of what I'm going off of because The physical transformation does not always tell the true story, which is why I always tell you guys like these, these 12-week transformation groups are awesome and everything, but where does that person look who won the challenge 10 weeks later? Did they go through something stressful in their life and now they don't know how to handle it simply because they were only following a plan for 12 short weeks and weren't actually picking up any habits? And that's why I really want you guys to understand that you didn't put on weight and get to a spot where you're unha- where you're unhealthy and unhappy simply because you didn't know what to eat and you didn't want to move your body. You got to that spot because you went through some fucking hard shit in your life and you didn't know how to deal with it. So you took it out on yourself. Okay. You stopped loving yourself. You stopped doing the things that you knew were right for your body because again, you felt like that was how you were able to take control. And sometimes we get hit with things so fucking hard that it's impossible to feel anything, which is where 
We get knocked down and we don't get back up and we just stay stuck. Okay. So if if this is resonating with you right now, I just want you to know that I hear you. I understand you and that there is a way for you to grow out of this. And it starts with your mindset. It starts with believing that you can. It starts with believing that you're worth it. Okay. And that's why when it comes to bodybuilding, You need to have other goals aside from just a physique goal. When it comes to to improving your overall health, you need to have more than just a number on the scale goal, okay? There needs to be so much more to what's driving you because you need that change internally to change whatever it is that believed you couldn't anymore, that believed you didn't deserve it anymore. That's the shit that needs to change, okay? So you need to, A, obviously be the person who's speaking kindly to yourself, but you also need to be aware of where you're falling short. Call yourself out. It's okay to take a second to call yourself out. But the problem is, is that so many of us, when it comes to health, are calling ourselves out in the wrong areas, right? We're binging and then we're restricting. We're punishing ourselves through exercise. We're never seeing ourselves through the eyes that we can because we're obsessed with being skinny or whatever it is. And Fifth of all, we're on top of everything. We're just talking smack to ourselves the whole goddamn time, wondering why it is that everybody else has it so much easier. Well, maybe it's because they believe they fucking can. Okay? Like, honestly, like, I want us to really realize that we can easily tell when things are starting to go the wrong direction. We can tell when obsession is starting to build up. We can tell when we are allowing our anxiety to take over and we're staying stuck, okay? You can tell that. I know you can, but it's up to you whether you want to live there or not, okay? So unfortunately, I feel like this world is living in this facade where, you know, people are lying about how they're getting to certain places, People are lying about how healthy they are. You know, there's trainers out there that have some of the nastiest habits. And this whole podcast is not to shit on other personal trainers and health professionals. This is literally to remind us of what we are facing in the day-to-day when we're going on social media and comparing ourselves. Now, the biggest thing that I want you guys to remember is that Whether you're progressing on your own, on your health journey, or whether you're you're hiring a coach for it, you need to have these honest conversations. Communication is what is going to progress you the farthest, no matter what goal it is that you're trying to achieve, health-related or not. Communication is the fucking titties. Use it, okay? So when we're thinking about this, though, and we're like, hey... I need to be a good communicator with myself so that I can be self-aware so that I can filter out this nonsense and really be true to myself about like, hey, is this reasonable to beat myself up on or am I being stuck in a pity party and this is this is not helping me get anywhere, but I just like the feeling of this pain um, instead of like the pain of putting in the work. You know what I mean? Like you're putting yourself through pain either way. So why not just put in the pain of doing the work of doing what you know you need to do? And sometimes I just think that we get so scared and that we're, we're fearful of what we're fearful that our lives are going to change so much that we won't get to be us. But the truth is guys, is that you are looking for a change because you feel like your life isn't fulfilled and that you deserve more. So yes, there needs to be a change in that. But that change 
is going to end up being one of the most beautiful changes of your life while you get to find yourself, while you give yourself your best shot. Like there's no better feeling than getting to know yourself on a journey that you're putting yourself through, okay? So when it comes to actually hiring a coach in and of itself, like I mentioned, communication is so important. My clients with the best progress are always the best communicators, okay? This means that they're asking questions when they have them. They're celebrating the wins with me. They're showing up to every fucking check-in. You know, if I have a question for them, they're getting back to me. They are being, they're owning. They're owning their results simply through communication. But if you are going to hire a coach and you want to make sure that it's a successful relationship, You make sure that you interview your coach, okay? Ask them questions. If if they're not giving you an outline of how they would be helping you and how they foresee the timeline flowing, ask those questions. If you've had a problem with a coach in in the past that's been a fucking red flag, ask that question. If you've been struggling with things in the past that you know have held you back from achieving your goals, bring those things up because Your coach is not a mind reader, and a lot of the things that you're afraid to talk about are the things that have been holding you back that you want to get through, and all it would take is a simple conversation. But I know you need to make sure that you build up the trust before you get there, which is why you need to ask your potential coach questions to build up that trust to make sure that you know that you're going into a relationship where you're valued, because that is the most important thing, in my opinion, As a client, you know, I have my own coach, I am a coach, and I think that being heard, trusted, and feeling valued are the three most important things um, for a client's success on on the coach's side of things, okay? So, you know, we covered a lot of things here. I'm going to be doing a lot more um, fitness podcasts, especially in regards to bringing together our overall health, because it really is such a construed picture. And I, I want to bring it together for us because we all deserve to be feeling our best from the inside out. So I hope that you guys got a lot of value from this podcast. Let me know what you guys think. And you know that I will catch you next fucking Monday. And that's another honest episode dropped. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to Naked in Truth, where we come together every Monday morning to set the week off with intention. Don't forget to head over to our Instagram page at Naked in Truth Podcast to stay up to date on future episodes, guest speakers, and other kick-ass info that can help you continue to create your impact. And you know that reviews are so valuable when it comes to building a community of like-minded people. So if you enjoyed this podcast, Please, please, please drop some love on Apple Podcast Reviews and share this episode with someone who you think needs it. Thank you guys so much again for tuning into today's episode. I'll catch you next Monday. And don't forget, love always wins.